Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge, Monday, September 19th. Thanks to everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. I am Jay Croucher. Here's Drew Dinsick. Going to break down some of yesterday's NFL action, then look at a couple of teams that we think are stock up, stock down, and then we'll get into tonight's uh, games, the double header. Drew, overall, good weekend on the National Football League. Uh, it was. It wasn't good. It was great. <laughs> it was Thank great, Jay. That was <laughs> that was as uh, you know. The, again, the three sides I needed the most were uh, Tampa. Uh, Miami, which was, I, you know, we're going to get into a little bit more detail. Uh, and then, of course, uh, New England Patriots, all three came through. So I was pretty psyched and uh, totals were a little up and down. But, uh, you know, sides continuing to crush is, is keeping me very, very liquid this month of September. Yes, good that the uh, the two that we gave out, the Bucks minus two and a half, Dolphins plus yeah. three and a half, both got home. Both were looking dicey for a little while, particularly <laughs> Miami, but uh, ended up doing it both pretty comfortably, at least against the line. But I think... Clearly, the biggest development out of uh, the weekend was Trey Lance going down, just like mm. the biggest development the week before was Dak Prescott going down. This one, even more severe potentially because Lance is done for the season. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, not really much movement in the Niners' odds with Lance going out. I mean, you look at their odds to win the NFC West, plus 150, 10-1 to 1 NFC, 18-1 Super Bowl. Those are pretty much in the same ballpark as they were uh, when we thought Lance was going to be the quarterback all year. So how are you adjusting your pricing of the Niners now that it's the uh, Jimmy G show? Okay, so it's fun when we talk about any type of price for any NFL team or any NFL game, and we kind of say, well, that's my fair price, right? And when, when, when you say something like that, you're implying that's my median price on a distribution yes. of, of results, right? That's generally what's going on. Well, the distribution of results for a Niners game used to be as wide, if not wider, than any team in the NFL because of the uncertainty of Lance and because of just in general, like he was, you could expect some days he was going to be amazing, some days he was going to look like a rookie, right? Now that you switch him out for Jimmy G, the Niners distribution goes from broadest in the NFL to collapses to probably one of the most stable. This is a good veteran team. Uh, and if the offensive line continues to improve, uh, if the skill position players get healthy uh, and Shanahan, you know, runs the offense that he wants to run with a healthy Jimmy G, this is now all of a sudden a team that is looking stably in the mix for an NFC, in my opinion. Uh, it is clear, at least, uh, that uh, Jimmy G is at worst, uh, you know, kind of a median neutral uh, shift. And then, you know, the, the lows are going to be higher and, and the highs may be a little bit lower. But uh, this Niners team is probably a buy 
uh, and uh, you know I would expect significantly less volatility. Yeah, I think it's a weird one. I agree completely that it's all about the how you view this team in terms of the median and the tails. And now I think they're almost less likely to win the Super Bowl, but more likely to win the division um, <laughs> with Jimmy G, even though that obviously conflicts a little bit. But their ceiling has to be a little bit compressed because we know that Jimmy G is not going to be one of He's not going to be one of the seven best quarterbacks in the league, whereas there were outcomes where Trey Lance could have been that this year. We also know he's not going to be one of the bottom seven quarterbacks in the league, which Trey Lance also could have been this year. And I think the one thing with Jimmy G, who I think leaves a sour taste in people's mouths because of how his last six pass attempts went in the (laughs) NFC title game uh, and also just the way he looked at the back end of last season. But he was incredibly banged up last season and he wasn't the same guy he had a very low average depth of target he just looked better yesterday and uh i think that you're not you shouldn't project forward to have the guy that you had last year you should project forward to have a better version of that guy so i think the niners the biggest concern for them now is that if jimmy g goes down well then they are finished whereas they had obviously this insurance uh, against Lance. Um, but I mean, to me, I think they're better than the Rams right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. And you, but you, God, man, you made some good points there. The one that was key is Jimmy G is healthy now, but he is one of the most fragile players we've seen at quarterback over the last five years. So expecting him to stay healthy through a Super Bowl run is asking a lot of that young man, especially given the state of the interior offensive line for the Niners. Uh, so just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. But uh, the Rams were in my opinion, in the catbird seat for the NFC West because they played the Niners twice early in the season when Lance was still going to be getting his feet under him. You now flip the script, and this is an experienced quarterback going up against the Rams when they're not really clicking on full full cylinders at all. Uh, I do think that tilts the balance in favor of Niners in the NFC West, and uh, at a price point of plus 150, I think that's a fair bet to make now. Yep, I agree. And also for teams like Arizona, who are longer, I think this helps their NFC West odds too, just because now you have two teams that are one injury away from just being completely ruined. Uh, And the Cardinals, I think, are clearly number three in that division, and they're not going to win it without help. But they obviously saved their season yesterday. And now, I mean, Cardinals, they were at one point last season, pretty late in the season, the favorite to get the one seed, uh, which is forgotten often and Kyle Murray is still pretty good as he showed yesterday so they are live as well but the Niners would be my pick in that division now the Niners play next Sunday night against the Broncos in a game where the line has been pretty controversial it's looking at Broncos minus one and a half I don't think anyone wants to ride with Nathaniel Hackett against Kyle Shanahan right now but a reminder that if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app Go download it. The contests are free and easy to play. And you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football, Major League Baseball, on the NASCAR circuit, and in the Premier League. And there is also $100,000 up for grabs by guessing the outcome in that game between the Niners and the Broncos in our Sunday Night 7 contest. Now let's get to a couple stock up, stock down teams. Stock up, I think the big winner yesterday uh, were the Miami Dolphins, who probably altered... Uh, their own perception uh, around the league into betters more than anyone else coming back from 35-14 on the road in Baltimore uh, in the last quarter. Uh, What's your adjustment on the Dolphins after that? I think you have to squarely consider that offense as a top 10 offense in the NFL right now. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, both um, just absolute game breakers. Uh, Offensive line playing better than people expected. 
um, when they go up against, you know, what is perceived to be a good defense like the Ravens. But the Ravens, we, we know this. They have an Achilles heel. That is, they have an issue dealing with speed. Uh, and you have, you know, a team that is as good as, uh, you know, the Dolphins at the skill position players from a, a speed standpoint, then they're always going to be in the game. Uh, I think that the next two games could probably set the Dolphins up for, uh, you know, kind of coast to a playoff spot if they can pull out wins. They get the Bills next week at home. Bills are going to be coming off of a short week and playing in the heat down in Miami. Uh, and then they go at Cincinnati the following week. Um, it's a little early to get too excited about my Miami Super Bowl future. I mean, I don't have any. I'm, I'm making a joke. I was kind of like, this is a borderline playoff team. But, um, you know, if they beat the Bills next week and uh, and then can hold hold against the Bengals, uh, all of a sudden the schedule breaks extremely in their favor and they could potentially go into the bye week with just a, a pretty outstanding win-loss record. Mike McDaniel is the big stock up because this team was going to go one one way. Like, if he was ready – for the uh, you know the role and responsibility of head coach, then this team was going to be uh, you know an obvious buy, uh, and to this point in the season, that has absolutely come through. Yeah, I agree. I think as well there were obviously questions about Tua's ceiling, but when you have 469 passing yards and six touchdowns, that uh, dispels a lot of concerns about what your ceiling is game to game. Uh, Tyreek and Waddle, they were the only teammates in NFL history to have 150-plus receiving yards, 10-plus catches, and two touchdowns in the same game. And, I mean, you called it out when you gave the Dolphins plus three-and-a-half as the pick last week that this Ravens team, this secondary, really does struggle with speed, particularly when you've got uh, Peters and Humphreys coming off those serious injuries. Uh, and, I mean... Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they looked a lot like Jamar Chase did against the <laughs> yeah. Ravens in those two games. Uh, and also, I think that the scoreline almost flattered Baltimore in a way. Um, where yeah. DuVernay runs the first kickoff back for a touchdown, which is, is always fluky when you're doing that and you can't <laughs> count on that week to week. Uh, Xavier Howard dropped a pick six from Lamar Jackson as well. Ravens did fumble fourth and one of the goal line, so it balances out a little bit, but now, certainly watching that game uh, and someone who was trying to cheer home their Lamar Jackson MVP ticket at 20 to 1, uh, I never felt good in that fourth quarter. Uh, and it's not a good sign for the Ravens that when you're protecting a three touchdown lead in the fourth quarter, that you give up two touchdown drives in less than 90 seconds. Uh, so that certainly, I think, adjusts the ceiling because there was a thought that the Ravens secondary would just be elite this year with the players that they were getting back. Uh, in the secondary in particular and how they, they load up with Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams. But, I mean, just quickly, I mean, how much does this change your opinion of the Ravens? So I think this gives us a good buy low on the Ravens this week. Okay. I mean, what the, what the Miami Dolphins have? Do, do the Patriots have speed? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, like, literally, like, the, the, you know, this, uh, this secondary matches up extremely poorly against the Bengals and the Dolphins of the world. And it matches up extremely well against the Patriots of the world. Um, so, you know, I would expect that they get a pretty quick bounce back here. Uh, and uh, in, if anything, I'm probably upgrading the Ravens offense after that performance. Like yes. Lamar is, you know, we, we were, we were kind of quietly, what's up with Lamar? Is he, is he not going to run because of the contract? That was sort of in the back of my head. Well, 
he ran uh, and he ran ex- like just like you remember, uh, you know, so if, if that is sort of an aspect in their back pocket offensively and he is developing a little bit of chemistry with these guys, Bateman in particular, uh, at least getting a couple of game breaking plays out of them is going to matter. So uh, I think you have to put the uh, Ravens offense kind of on the fringe top 10 in the NFL right now. And that defense shouldn't be, you know, considered elite, but uh, they're definitely kind of be able to uh, kind of keep a, a lid on the likes of the Patriots of the world. Yeah. Uh, no respects from Drew Dinsick for the uh, icy <laughs> legs of Nelson Aguilar uh, following his monster touchdown. I, he'll get he'll get open, but he's going to drop it. So yes, I wouldn't count on it. Yeah. Well, talking about super fast quarterbacks who can make seventy nine yard rushing touchdowns happen, uh, Matt Ryan uh, and the Colts. <laughs> um, they are the big loser. They look like a team catastrophe. They really should be. 0-2 with two losses in the division after getting shut out by the Jags, uh, following up their masterpiece in Week 18 last season, getting blown out by the Jags as 16.5-point favorites, much to my chagrin. Now, the Colts before the season, um, they were as short as like minus 140 to win the AFC South. Now they're plus 160. They're 20 to 1 to win the AFC, which I would not touch. 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, which I would not touch to an even greater extent. Uh, this team looks like an absolute catastrophe. Now, they did have injuries, is the thing. And when you have clusters of injuries, they were missing Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Shaquille Leonard. Uh, they had limited DeForest Buckner and Kenny Moore, who managed to play. Uh, but the, the real thing is that uh, Matt Ryan uh, looks like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league right now. And I think. I'm pretty safe in saying that the Colts clearly downgraded in quarterback uh, as problematic as Carson Wentz could be. I'd much rather have Carson Wentz as my quarterback right now than Matt Ryan. Yeah, and you bring up some great points there. Uh, The Colts, boy, do they need a bounce back. Who do they have this week? Oh, they get to welcome the Kansas City Chiefs to town. And it's pretty easy to overreact when a team goes on the road back-to-back weeks one and two and underachieves. Um, but I think it's completely fair to aggressively downgrade the Colts right now on a couple of points. Michael Pittman obviously matters a ton. He, but he is, you know, th- this is a fragile system. They have no redundancy beyond Pittman. So if he is going to be up and down this year or available, unavailable, depending on what's going on with him physically, that's a huge problem because they don't have a plan B in the offensive, pa- you know, offensive game plan. Um, you know, obviously Jonathan Taylor is really the straw that stirs the drink, presumably. But, you know, if you're in a negative game state like they were yesterday, then, you know, he's only so, you know, he can only do so much. Um, the Matt Ryan being potentially washed is absolutely a storyline you have to pay attention to. Um, but uh, even more than that, like they had a, you know, they had a healthy secondary. They had a healthy pass rush yesterday. Generally, I mean, Buckner ex- accepted. And yet the Gus Bradley defense looks bad. And if they're going to be gashed by the likes of Davis Mills and this version of Trevor Lawrence, um, then, you know, Pat Mahomes coming to town could be an ex- especially uh, brutal wake-up call for this defense. Uh, Shaq Leonard may be back at some point. He obviously matters a ton to what that unit wants to do from a cohesive standpoint. Um, but uh, I don't think that's really helping them when scheme-wise you match up really poorly against the, the elite offenses in the NFL. Um, the Colts' schedule gets super, super interesting in October. They play the Titans twice, and they get a second game against the Jaguars. They don't win all three of those divisional games. It's a wrap. 
Uh, and wow. at that point, I, I, I mean, I, I don't I'll wrap it up. I, you got to win all three of those games because you are already now you've had two divisional games and you've got zero wins. Um, you know, this goes this goes sideways quickly if they do not, uh, you know, kind of specifically uh, rescue those three contests. And, um, you know, if we get to the end of October and this is a two and eight team two, I guess it'd be two, seven and one, um, yeah. you know, then I think Frank Reich's on the hot seat. I think Matt Ryan. I mean, are you still trotting him out there behind the line that can't really pass pro? Uh, this is a uh, uh, this is starting to become a very, very volatile situation. Yeah, I agree. And uh, look, I think if the Titans lose tonight to the Bills, as we expect, I don't think it's crazy to have the Jags the favorite to win the AFC South uh, at that point, um, particularly if if Pittman is going to miss time. I mean, the Colts defense last year, they were plus 14 in turnover differential. That was tied for the best in the entire league uh, with the Cowboys. And that's the one thing that regresses the most. And they were already uh, very, very dependent on basically two players on offense, and one of them is out right now, uh, and the quarterback. I mean, as much, as much as Matt Ryan, you know, he didn't have receivers yesterday, that doesn't excuse some of those passes, which were just comically bad and stuff that, you know, we would make fun of and meme out of Mark Sanchez in, on his worst sure. days. Like, that's what Matt Ryan looked like. So, yeah, I think uh, at some point, I don't think it's out of the question that it's uh, the Nick Foles or, uh, dare I say, it's Sam Ellinger show um, at some point in Indianapolis in the back end of the season, which for a team that was minus 140 to win its division uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, that is pretty grim. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Dear listener, please close your eyes for this movie theater meditation brought to you by Fandango. Breathe in. Smell the fresh popcorn. Now exhale. <sighs> Open your eyes and proceed to the best seats in the house you reserved on Fandango. Recline. Now, download the free Fandango app for movie times, tickets, and seats at your favorite theaters. Fandango. It's your ticket to the movies. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, first five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, 
you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER.com. Gambler.net. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Okay. Not grim is the Matthew Berry Fantasy Football <laughs> Happy Hour, uh, which I am a co-host of and we'll be back on Wednesday when I'm back in the, the beautiful state of Connecticut. But Matthew Barry is back with NBC and Roto World, doing what he does best, rolling out his love-hate list, breaking down who to start and sit, and much more. Also, plenty of actionable betting information along the way for sports bettors as well. Matthew, uh, as he has uh, repeatedly uh, demonstrated and uh, published, he was four out of five on his Sunday Night Football picks last night, which he's very happy about uh, getting right into the betting. So... Check out the show weekdays in the afternoon on Peacock at 12 p.m. Eastern or listen to the show in podcast form wherever you download and subscribe. And also there is the Sunday fantasy football uh, pregame show leading up to kickoff from 11 Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern on Peacock. And the last hour of that is on the main NBC channel, which is incredibly cool. Okay, let's uh, talk Monday Night Football. A couple of couple of big games. I mean, one of them is a double-digit spread, so it doesn't feel as big, but it's still the one seed from last year against the Super Bowl favorite this year. So let's start with Titans-Bills. Line is Bills minus 10. The over-under is 47 and a half. What are you looking for in this game? Yeah, so uh, we have had five primetime games so far this season. Is that right? Five unders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I, and both of these primetime games at least look to be bet to the under. Although there's been some late uh, market correction on this Bills Titans over. I'm seeing uh, some of the market makers back up to 48. So, a little 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 game day, uh, a little game day enthusiasm for points in the Bills game. Um, I in general think that you could see a little bit more of a low scoring game. I mean, the Bills, uh, you know, they obviously had a point to prove. I thought in week one. Like, hey, we're going to come out here and give you our, you know, wh- what we've been working on all summer, prove that we are deserving of, you know, Super Bowl favorite status. Like, that looked like a little bit of a, a message sent. Um, if this defense, you know, this offensive effort is more of a, hey, let's just get a win, I'm not going to be surprised. Uh, if they decide not to put Josh Allen at risk by, you know, doing specific design rollouts where he is given the option to run uh, to try to get to the goal line or try to get a key first down. Uh, you know, if that stuff's not in the playbook this week, not going to be surprised. Uh, they have a huge, huge, huge high leverage game for their division on deck next week with Miami. Um, and so I think this has turned into take the points or pass. Um, and, and from a total standpoint, uh, I'm going to be watching to see how the first half of this game plays out, because I think 
there could be a little bit of an overreaction if Buffalo's offense is doing quite well in the first half of this game, then this could t- turn into, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a, a let's shorten the clock. Let's let's get out of here with the win type of game in the second half. So second half under might be a fun play. Um, but uh, ultimately, Tennessee's offense is weak. They are going up against a very decent matchup with the Buffalo Bills defensively. Buffalo Bills defense was the best in the NFL last year by the numbers. I think that, they, you know, they returned strength. Uh, and you know, the one weakness is some of their cornerback depth. Well, guess what? Tennessee doesn't have to test that wide receiver depth. Uh, so this should be, um, you know, this should be a Buffalo win, but, uh, I would expect that they try to get it done exposing as little as possible. Yeah. I think the under would be the look here in that Derrick Henry had an incredible amount of success against Buffalo when they played in prime time last year, he had 143 yards and three scores. That was almost kind of the last moment of like real King Henry stuff that we saw last season. But I mean, Derek Henry running the ball, that's your best friend. If you are an under better, it's going to kill the clock. And I don't think that the Titans are going to be, you know, really out there establishing Robert Woods in the passing game. So that would be the look. I will say that the Bills, I think, and this is not um, the most uh, groundbreaking thing to say, but I do think they have the most just blow other teams out of the water potential um, in the league, more so than the other two Super Bowl favorites in Kansas City and Tampa Bay, who both have one slightly suspect unit, although the Chiefs' defenses look better than expected. But this Bills team, which has top three, top five defense, and then also clearly one of the most explosive offenses and a proclivity to pass the ball as well, which is what you want if you're taking a double-digit favorite. But uh, yeah, the, if forced, the Bills would be my pick at the spread. Um, I'm completely out on this Tennessee team. Um, that was dreadful <laughs> what they served up last week. And uh, yeah, uh, that, that division um, is a nightmare. And, and meanwhile, the AFC East, which I mean, might be the best division in football right now. <laughs> with the Patriots looking pretty good. Uh, and also the Raiders and the Broncos not looking too good in what was the, uh, the purported best division in the league. So uh, I suspect the Bills will roll um, tonight. Now, the other game, which to me is, is much more compelling, is the Vikings at the Eagles. This line was moving around a little bit. Now it's back pretty much to where it opens at Eagles minus two and a half. The total is 50 and a half. Now, my question here is, does the fact that the Lions looked so good and particularly their, their defense, the defensive lines look so good. Does that upgrade your opinion of the Eagles in this game just because of how dominant they were offensively? Well, as someone who has a decent position on Aiden Hutchinson, defensive rookie of the year, I was dumb. I can't, I can't, well, I came out of week one and I was like, God, I hope the Eagles are the best offensive one. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it, it, that's possible, right? Like that, yeah, their pass pro, exactly. they're 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 kind of the some of the key players on that line are just they're you know potentially you know they're all pros. There may even be a Hall of Famer in there. So it's like, yes, that is a really really strong unit. They're going up against the pass rush for the Vikings that I rate, eh. Um, and I think uh, Eagles probably get a pretty comfortable win here. I, you know, this is obviously it's Eagles home opener. A lot of enthusiasm about that team right now and in Philadelphia in general. Uh, Jalen Hurts looked like he has taken a decent step forward this preseason and what we saw from him in week one. Uh, and, uh, you know, A.J. Brown is kind of a disastrous matchup for Patrick Peterson. I mean, Patrick Peterson 
was decent against you know the you know the the um you know the mash unit that uh, Green Bay trotted out there week one, but now he's got a real deal uh, you know assignment on AJ Brown, which I think favors Brown. Uh, this looks to me like Philadelphia can win in the trenches on both sides of the ball uh, and really dictate things here. I think Minnesota. Uh, congratulations for probably one of the more impressive week one performances, but uh, I will be more surprised if they back that up with an upset in Philly um, than I would be if this is a pretty clean Philly win. Yeah, I would certainly be upgrading the rating as well of the Philadelphia defense because that was the concern coming out of week one that they gave up 35 points to the Lions. But, you know, as you said, what do you you had like the Lions of your 14th ranked offense or something coming into to this yeah. weekend? And that was certainly vindicated with how they played against Washington with... I'm on Ross St. Brown, who apparently his only peer in the NFL is a guy playing in this game, Justin Jefferson, because uh, he's out of his mind. And that Detroit offense, I think, is just good um, because they're keeping Jared Goff clean and he's got weapons. So, yeah, I think as well the Minnesota uh, offense, which looked incredible against Green Bay despite not really putting up a huge point total because they put the cue in the rack after they had such a comfortable lead. I mean, Green Bay's defense looked okay against Chicago, but they could have easily given up 17, 20 points to a team that uh, was down three scores at halftime and had 11 pass attempts for the game, which uh, was one of the more baffling stat lines and um, didn't please my uh, my Justin Fields passing yards over. Um, thank you, Matt Everflus, for that. Uh, but I think one other repercussion of this game is that we've got two of the top four candidates for Coach of the Year with Kevin O'Connell and Nick Sirianni. One of those guys is obviously going to take a big hit after tonight because I think... In the NFC in particular, if you're going to win Coach of the Year, you may yeah. need the one seed. Yeah. And uh, the loser of the game tonight is uh, obviously going to be in a tougher position there. Uh, if the Eagles win tonight, I think the NFC East is, I mean, they'll be minus, minus 200 to win the NFC East at that point. And if the Vikings win, then they flip favorite in the NFC North, I think, or at least a joint with the Packers. Any last thoughts on this game, Drew? No, I like your coach of the year takeaway. The other thing I would keep, I'm keeping a very close eye on is just sort of the general sentiment around Jalen Hurts' performances um, because he is the potential MVP spoiler, right? If the Eagles are 15 and two and the one seed in the NFC and people are consistently praising him throughout the the year with his performances, then he's going to get more consideration because right now, at least, I still think of him as sort of. The, he's blocking out anyone else in the NFC from you know from getting that consideration because he'll get the wins but not the credit. Yeah, I think right now my top four MVP favorites, uh, which I think is in line with the market now, they're all in the AFC. It's yeah. Allen, Mahomes, Lamar, and Herbert. I think Hurts, to your point, is definitely a guy who could spoil. Or to attack it by lower as well uh, if he keeps putting up uh, these ridiculous stat lines. Anyway, that's it for us. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for those of you watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. That is all from Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick. We'll be back tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.